0: This show is sponsored by
1: Headline, the mystery man, supporting Perverted Podcast. It's amazing what a little knob will do.
0: (laughs) It's amazing what a knob will do, Kathy. When's the last time you had your mouth on a muff?
1: I haven't had my mouth on a muff. Oh, you meant the mic muff. Oh, well, it's been quite a few weeks. (laughs) Ha, ha.
0: Uh. (laughs) Ah, what about on the what about on an actual mound? When is the last time Kathy tasted the succulents of a VJJ?
1: Oh, wow, that's gotta be 2009. Oh my god, it's been over a decade.
0: Get your fucking shit together, Kathy. You gotta get some vag.
1: You know what the problem is? The problem is that I have. That when it comes to going down on a woman, I have to have some kind of, um, I don't know, fluid ice cream bonding cone? happening. Now! You're a Someone's got
0: to buy you an ice cream cone. You're like, you know, I could go down on you, but you know, I just, I, I need an ice cream cone.
1: I need a little a little butter pecan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little butter pecan. Butter pecan and then you are a fucking lip-smacking labia-loving whore.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a casual thing. It can't be a casual thing. I'm about to go put my mouth on someone else's genitalia and I need some kind of, not necessarily fluid bonding, but some kind of assurance that um, this person isn't running around you know fucking everything in sight which uh i have no problem with i would i love that do whatever you want but i'm not going down on you if you are
0: kathy what about that magical thing called like barriers you know like mew famous mew get the saran wrap and just make that vag a sandwich and you know or dental dams
1: so okay now here's the problem i have with that shit all right A guy would never like it if a woman went down on them while they were wearing a condom. Now, it's not the end of the fucking world. I get it. They're still going to get some. Wait, wait. They're still going to get some sensation. And a guy will take a blowjob over a condom over no blowjob. So, I get that. All right. But let's just say that that were to happen... The overwhelming majority of the time, 75% of the time you get a blow job, you're going to have a condom on. That would not be something that you look forward to. And also the woman, not a huge deal, but they're never going to actually get the taste of of his skin. They're never going to, they're always going to have that, that latex in between them and the cock. Yeah. All right. So it's just not the same thing. So for me going down on a woman with cling wrap, uh, it feels it's, I may as well have put a piece of cling wrap down on a piece of raw, boneless, skinless chicken breast and start going bla la 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 it would feel the exact same to me. Kathy I think in
0: I think in the last twenty seconds you have just demolished every effort of the safer sex movement. <laughs> 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 to well, not at all, to just to literally just trash, you know the the use of barrier protections and oral sex, which for those that uh, only have vaginas, um, that's your only uh, your only option for that. No, um,
1: actually, I disagree with you one hundred percent. What can... you're watching is safe sex in action. I have decided not to go down on someone. Re- but what you're doing is other. projecting
0: so that – you're projecting your opinions on other people because I, I don't give a fuck if there's a condom. I like having a condom on. It feels – still feels good. I don't mind having a saran wrap on a vagina. That means – uh you know I can go down more vigorously on somebody who I don't know or haven't been fluid bonded with I don't I don't I'm not a sex elitist as far as like it has to be this way or it's not so if you're that way that's absolutely cool but to say that no guy you know every guy it's like a total bummer for them to get a blowjob which is just like you're now empowering a bunch of douchebags to go out and say yeah that's right it sucks you guys shouldn't do this you know
1: okay this is an argument that you and i have had for a long time and that is the kathy don't put bad ideas in people's heads i do no 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 wait 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 let me finish I do not take responsibility for what you do when you listen to me give my personal preference. That is on someone else. So I'm not going to be careful with my words in case some douchebag goes out and says, Hey, I heard on perverted podcast. That sounds like a good idea. I'm going to do that instead. No, I'm sorry. That is sorry. not you asked what me you for said. My opinion. I
0: will rewind this. You said, No guy. Wants to get a blowjob. You were speaking for somebody else. You were not speaking for yourself. Boogie, okay, stop you yelling.
1: Were- I don't like it when we have these discussions and you start yelling. I'm be- I'm being perfectly calm. Just calm down, Kathy. What?
0: I'm calming down. Okay. <laughs> this is me calm.
1: I, what I said was that no guy would prefer to have, I, and I even said it's not that big a deal. A guy will definitely take a blowjob with a speaking condom on for over, somebody let else. Me, why don't you let me finish? A guy okay, will guy. definitely take it over no blowjob at all. Now, when I make a generalization like that, if you don't agree with it, don't agree with it, but don't. Don't make it sound like I'm either putting words in someone else's mouth or assuming, being ridiculous for assuming that that's the way most guys are.
0: I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. I'm not saying
1: anything. I'm just saying. (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) Wait, I had a thought. I lost my thought.
1: Halfway through, you lost the thought.
0: (laughs) I lost my thought. It was going to be good, and it was going to shut you the fuck up so we could get Uh on with the show. It was Uh going to. (laughs) <laughs> but whatever, Kathy, I'm glad your opinions. But for for those of us that know that uh, that for are those more of you that have a different
1: opinion, you have a different opinion. That's perfectly uh, yeah, fine. But
0: but we're but what I'm saying is you are OK with your basically sexless life. But some of us are promiscuous. I love and how you be...
1: characterize me as having a sexless <laughs> life. Because Because I don't have a pussy to go down on.
0: That is... Well, that qualifies as sexless. If you don't don't have a vagina to lick, then that means you're sexless. Now, Um, you
1: didn't ask me if I had played with a vagina. That's a whole different thing, okay? I have played with vaginas, and I sit there looking... At Last time I played with a vagina... I was looking at it going, oh man, I'm just shoving my fingers in it. I'm rubbing her clit. It's getting all wet. I'm making her moan. And the feeling of that power you have over a woman when she's exhibiting all that pleasure. And I wanted to go down on her so badly. It was a total impulse thing. And I was just like, no, take the, the playing that you're doing. Just take that's good enough. You don't have to go down on her. You're having a fabulous time. You would love to go down on her. But I happen to know that this particular woman was having a blast walk, running around uh, fucking a lot of people. I was so happy for her. But I wasn't going to go down on her.
0: But w- in that moment, in that moment of heat, Kathy... Yeah. To completely rip yourself off of a moment when you could just as easily go, well, it's not going to be as good, but it's still we're in this moment of chemistry and hotness. I could just throw a barrier on her and at least we can kind of, you know, it, it's it, of course it's never going to be flesh to flesh. But but why absolutely just cut yourself off from a moment when there's an option to have the as close as you can get?
1: Well, clearly you are going to have to rewind because you have to listen to what I said. I don't like the feeling of it. It's bland. Uh, I don't like it. And why aren't you instead praising me for not being impulsive and sticking to the safe way of doing things?
0: Because, Kathy, I want you to lick vag.
1: Uh, that's what it comes down you, to. Let's I be want honest. You,
0: I want you to get out there because you're just so much happier when you're getting the dick in the vag you oh, just ha- happy. I am
1: getting the dick.
0: Okay, well, what kind of dick have you been getting? <laughs> Wait a minute, let's start a show. The following <laughs> show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Hello, and welcome to the fight, the the, the visceral, blood-curdling fight between Kathy and Boogie, known as Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the geeky life, sex,
1: and perversion. Recording live from Creative Explorer's living room and a sweaty, smelly, hot storage box. I'm Kathy. It is
0: not smelly. (laughs) Hang on a sec. Uh I'm good. I'm good. I use deodorant. (laughs) It's metal,
1: and it's hot. I'm I'm assuming it's smelly, too.
0: Kathy, let me tell you, I am the god of air freshener and baby wipes. This storage room, and I have a broom, and I sweep. I'm domestic
1: in the storage unit. I
0: put on an apron. fresh
1: trees hanging from everywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) too it's like it's like the movie seven where there's like nine thousand of them
1: (laughs) that's a horrible movie
0: (laughs) yeah no it's it's actually fine in here but Um, uh oh my god kathy what a great argument that was just to start a show just viscerally fighting and i and i you know once again we fight because it's fun
1: um well i don't always enjoy it that much i mean (laughs) you you tend to get very uh very angry and very loud when you disagree with me (laughs) well i get loud because that's part of being an asshole well yeah that you know what you're absolutely right i hadn't thought i hadn't considered that
0: yeah you can't you can't really get the asshole card if you don't raise your voice but i i mean that's the family and and once again we're cracking jokes through the fight because it's not like a i hate you fight it's a I don't know. I keep it.
1: We, I mean, you and I all, almost have, uh, we have a difference of opinion on almost everything. I mean, there's there's quite a few things that we agree on, but we, we tend to come down on opposite sides of almost any argument. I mean, here I am being safe and deciding not to go down on a woman unless there's some bonding there and some understanding of who they're having sex with. You... You don't say that's a good thing. Instead, you take issue with the fact that I won't use cling wrap. I mean, if you and I could find the way to argue about something, we will absolutely find that way. Well, absolutely. And Kathy, I I am
0: proud of you for doing things that are safer, but there's a part of me that doesn't believe it just believes it's one more excuse for Kathy to not go out and start finding other relationships. I gotta and say that is, that is yeah. honestly something that I think. So when I hear something like, no, no, I'm doing this safer, I'm like having this like call bullshit thing in the back because you really, in the past couple of years, you have really let down your game as far as going out and, and seeking out new partners. And so it just seems like, it just seemed like bullshitty, so I apologize if it's actually something that's legitimate uh, in in how you react to barrier protection and stuff like that, as as opposed to uh, using it and getting
1: someone. So, yeah, I mean, and that you're right; that actually is the origin of the argument and the problem you had with what I said. I perv- I know that very well. That here's and here's something that might piss you off too, and and might actually piss off other people. And that is that. When I was in that relationship with, with my girlfriend for many years, um, I really missed having dick. I loved I loved going down on dick. I loved getting fucked by a real dick. And I missed it so much that halfway through the relationship, I said, I really I want us to go poly because I'm missing it tremendously and she didn't want to. And as, right. a, resu- that, as a result of that and a couple of other uh, core issues that we had in our relationship, it, the relationship didn't last more than a couple of years after that. So when I did get out of that relationship, I went hardcore looking for some dick because I missed it. So the, right. the thing about me is that a good 75% of my sexuality has to do with um, the male anatomy. So I was very gung-ho to go looking for that afterwards. So the the rest, I I absolutely miss going down on a woman's pussy because I love it, but it's not a huge part of it right now. And in the last you know five six years, my life has taken quite a beating. Um, yours much more than mine, but I, I've had I've had a tremendous amount of upheaval in my my uh, my faith that has deserted me, my um, having no place to live even for a short while, going from uh, couch to couch. It has not been easy. And so that, if the worst that happens in my life is I only have dick, which is what my primary goal is when it comes to sex, I'm good. I had to focus that other 25% on other areas of my life.
0: Fair enough, Kathy. Dropping the mic. Fair, fair enough. I will concede.
1: <laughs> Boogie concedes the point.
0: <laughs> I will concede the point. A Make a point. note,
1: listeners of Pivoted Podcast. <laughs>
0: People are like, what am I even listening to? The name of this show is going to be called Come Out Swinging. That's that's just...
1: Uh, that, the, the name. should change it. We should have one... one uh, um, Showed that we call come out swinging and in your your storage shed and me at crate explorers place we'll be like in our own little mud wrestling baths and we'll go at it
0: (laughs) just go on what we just did it so uh no 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 and uh and once again kathy obviously my aggression comes from all the situations that i'm i'm stuck in currently and 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 i've decided not to impose that on the listeners anymore because they're starting to leave uh, and I don't want to be depressive. But uh, but in 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 general, I I really do want Kathy to have uh, a full life and a full sexuality. There's parts about you that I absolutely despise and there's uh, there's parts about you that I absolutely adore. And, and there's personalities and conflicts there. And it's just, it is like any old couple, you know, we've navigated through a lot of our differences and, and what we do have together is this place that we come, we have this group of people that watch us navigate. I mean, we talk a lot about other relationships and our relationships and, and all of the, the questions that come in and the kink world and whatever, But I never think I've really thought about the fact that I think a lot of our perverted podcast listeners tune in to watch our relationship.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) To see how we interact with each other because we fight like cats and dogs and I'm an asshole and you're a nihilist. And I think people maybe learn. (laughs) I don't know. This could be total bullshit.
1: You know what they learn? what they they learn how not to be in a relationship.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> they learn that recording remotely is probably a good idea. <laughs> but no, I think I just it's just kind of occurring to me that like, hey, maybe part of this is that our listeners I would love a listener to respond to this, by the way. <laughs> We don't always get the most response on uh, you know, critiques and, and things about the show. Um, we have
1: like a hardcore maybe uh four people in our Patreon um page that are really uh committed commenters. Yeah, and I hear garbage can from these four. <laughs>
0: Garbage paddle can mail, paddle Bob, uh, Headley J. comes P. in, glorious headed JPM, uh, yeah, we yeah, have there's Bacura, a, yeah there's a, and then uh, what's the one guy? He he just uh, emailed, yeah, we got a lot, we got a good core group of people, and then we have some stragglers that come in from around the world and stuff like that, but but uh so we just have to speculate half the time. We that's just speculate. We just speculate on what you know. How did this argument go?
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> who voted oh for
0: goodness. who in this argument? But I, I don't oh, know. I
1: have I have stuff to tell you about some of those emails we've been getting.
0: Oh, is that, are we going to just save yeah. that for a perverted mailbox?
1: We absolutely will. So stay tuned. Stay
0: tuned. We got a fat, <laughs> sexy, goddamn show for you. We have a new segment uh, that's coming up later in the show um, with a hypno erotic. Hypnosis person uh, mm-hmm. that Mew actually helped secure, which was really good. And speaking of Mew, Kathy, yeah, it happened. What the Mew?
1: The Mew I actu- happened.
0: I actually saw Mew this week. What?
1: There was a Mew sighting.
0: There isn't. There is a Mew contact. <gasps> Mew Mew left the the boat. And uh, the mom was like, well, if you go see him, you know, you got to go isolate at your dad's or something. So um, so she said, well, I'm going to see you. And now remember, through all this pandemic stuff, I have not touched anybody. You know, it's like literally I masturbate. Over the you know cashier at Jack in the Box who accidentally touches my hand, giving me Ew.
1: change oh. at night, you know,
0: with that grubby you know shitty glove. Which, by the way, I don't know if I've said this on the show. Do not order drinks at fast food during a pandemic, because Why? the cat. Well, I worked five and a half years in fast food. the The procedure is is the cashier gets the drinks, right? So right. the cashier gets the drinks. So if you look, they're all wearing gloves now. And if you look at the gloves, they are not changing those gloves. They are ratty and stained and they are taking hundreds of scummy, dirty, possibly contaminated shit stained dollars and they're taking it and they are giving you your change and they are in charge of getting your drinks.
1: I think the gloves are there to protect them, not you. Well, whatever. That's fine
0: (laughs) if it protects them. I'm glad they're protected. But then what they're doing is they're then taking your cup. They're putting it to the fountain. They're filling it. Then with that shitty fucking scummy hand that that has been wearing the same glove for five hours, they take the lid, palm it, and then push it over your drink and secure the lid. And then they hand it to you, and you are now putting that to your face.
1: Well, see, the, the rest of us, or I'm going to assume the rest of us, but I certainly, there's only been like maybe three throughs i I've been through this entire time, and I have my wipes ready, and I do not take a thing from these people before I wipe it down and then put it in my car. You have to wipe down that shit the same way that you wipe down yeah, what you but, get from the store. but the
0: lid, I mean, it, you're not going to bleach your lid and then put it to your face. No, Wiping you it down. when
1: you pour it into a cup.
0: Okay. Well, if that, if that's the, that's what you're going to do, then that's obviously a step better. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm in my car. So I'm not going to, I'm not putting that shit to my fucking face. I watched my guy who I love dearly at 7 Eleven. There was the last time I got coffee and he had that glove and it was literally yellow from touching money and just you know for hours and then he's he's like i can't get your lid on he's the sweetest guy i love him to death sweetest guy would never harm me intentionally but that scummy glove he's pushing on the lid and he's like oh you know the coffee lid that the zipper lid and he's like oh i can't get it on and i'm like ah and then now i'm gonna put that to my mouth no you're absolutely right
1: thing yeah there's so many if if anybody is in the food service Business and listening to this, get on fucking YouTube and watch the hundreds, thousands of videos there are of medical professionals teaching you very quickly how to properly use gloves, what the rest of the <laughs> lay people don't understand about gloves, and what you need to do when wearing them. I think they're just like masks in that... A mask that you're wearing is the most it's going to do really or the majority of what it's going to do is is keep other people safe from you. And gloves is the reverse. So you're absolutely right. I when I get go anywhere and if it comes back into my house, I'm I'm bleaching the fuck out of everything.
0: Bleaching. My dad's like, just bleach your vegetable. Dad, I'm not going to bleach a vegetable. (laughs) I'm going to eat it. I'm just saying, there's certain things that are better than others. And even fuck a pandemic, dude, just in general. Don't let somebody who touches money, money has feces, cocaine, and all sorts of stuff all over it. Schmeg, guys don't wash their hands. Why am I telling you
1: this? I don't want to know.
0: It's a bad policy. The cashier should not touch anything that the customer puts to their face. I'm just saying that. There, I've said it. Mew came over. This is Uh the craziest fucking show we have ever done.
1: We're talking about Schmeg on dollar bills, man. Let's move on to Mew.
0: (laughs) So anyway, I haven't seen Mew in six weeks (laughs) during this whole thing, right? So I Uh haven't touched anybody. And she's like, I'm coming over. And so... I was very nervous about this. I had talked to you about this. Like, I was really, really nervous about all this. You're like, how am I going to do it? I don't know. And it's weird. She's going away and whatever. And so now here she comes. I'm waiting. I'm standing at my car in the parking lot. You know, you know, I'm trying to look cool. Everything's clean. I've just scrubbed myself head to toe, washed all the sheets, everything, laundry. I am ready for our day. And she pulls up and I see her cute little face and she smiles and then she pulls in and she's like, hi, daddy. And I'm like, hi. And then it's time for that hug. And so I'm like, and she just jumps right on me. And I'm like, huh. And I put my arms around her. You know, I was very nervous. How is this going to work? How is this going to work sexually? How am I going to, you know, what are are all these things that are going to happen? Of course, my brain's racing with, like, what do I do? I'm sure it'll work out, you know, but whatever. I don't know how I'm going to be. And I'm just, like, I start, like, like palpating, you know, just, like, examining this body thing that I'm now touching. And I'm like, huh, that's... uh, so, so she's like, yeah, it's a human. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it took about a good 30 seconds, you know, and I reached down and i you know, grabbing the shoulders and I moved my way down. And then I touched her butt. I touched her butt. <gasps> touched her butt Uh-oh. And all of a sudden the clouds parted. The sunshine came through and I said, oh, yeah, I know what I do. And I said, get in the fucking car. And I shove her her in the car and she, you know, with all the blankets and she loves it because it's like her princess carriage and she burrows in my 300 blankets that are now all washed. (laughs) And I drive her to storage and I say, stay down, stay down so no one sees you that you're in the car coming in. So I I pull in, I pull open the door, I open the door, I look around, I go, go! <laughs> she runs in, jumps on the bed, I close the door, she comes in, and she's like, daddy! And I just standing there staring at her. And she's she yeah. holds out her arms like like, you know, the hold me thing, and she's like, are we going to cuddle or am I just taking my pants off? <laughs> and I'm like... Off your pants!
1: <laughs> oh, that's scary.
0: <laughs> so, literally, this is how our reunions go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pants rip off. I grab a giant knife off the shelf. It goes right to her throat. I start cutting her and fucking, you know, knife play. And she's like, "Ah." Choking her, (laughs) slap her, fuck her brains out, you know, just grab the Hitachi. She has a bunch of fucking orgasms. 20, you know, 30 minutes just straight of just biting her and just, you know, just uh, licking her fucking snatch and just uh, all this. And then so she's like, "Okay, break. And I go. Oh, my God. Put all this stuff away. Wipe everyone up. She then 20 seconds later, immediately is like, turn around. I'm like, ah, God damn it. So she starts fucking searching for blackheads on my back.
1: Oh my (laughs) God. She's like a little chimpanzee.
0: (laughs) She is. She's like, you've been gone for six weeks. I know that one's going to be there. And I'm like, God. God damn it. This is the most non traditional reunion. That you could so possibly bizarre. have. So Kn- yeah,
1: knives and blackheads,
0: knives and blackheads just uh, coming out. And, and then so, you know, I let her, you know, farm as much with that pathetic guy look on my face when the, the, the girls, because you know, there's some women that are just obsessed with it and she's one of them and, uh, that doctor pimple popper thing. And so then shove her back in the car. She's like, I'm really hungry. So, you know, we went and got some food and then drove up to Angela's Crest Forest. And, uh, and it was really nice. Like I kept all the rage and all the, you know, my crappy life in and just kept everything mellow and the mountain was really pretty. And we saw a bunch of lizards and she got amazing pictures of these lizards cause they were just coming out for the spring. So they get sun on them and they go catatonic. So she could literally get like seven inches from with her cell phone, like face to face with these things. And they're like, fuck you. I don't care. Don't eat. Just don't eat me. And uh, <laughs> so she got these like amazing Auburn society. I'll put a couple on uh, on the, the Life page. Like, great. And so we just had a lovely, lovely day. And then there was, you know, there was, um, you know, anal rape on the mountain because she's like, don't do anything with my butt. Don't do anything with my butt. Don't do anything with my butt. Which I know is a cue
1: to or do, do something to, with my butt
0: do do things to <laughs> her butt so i'm like okay <laughs> I'm like, okay, little virgin girl, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do this so you can still be a virgin. And then all of a sudden you feel her ass just slightly tilt towards me. Of course. And she's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So we had mountain anal and that was really hot. And then some hiker walked right by the car and stared at me because I didn't have the back window closed. Uh And I'm kind of like, he can't see her. But I'm just like kind of just, you know, like I uh, pretend I'm like playing with the curtains. He's looking at me standing there and I'm like, you're just going to stand there. And then he like, and he, <laughs> he, walks <off> and
1: <laughs>
0: finish, no, finish sodomizing <laughs> my girlfriend, you know,
1: that's the <laughs> and, problem with mountain sex. <laughs>
0: That's the problem. You got mountain men up on mountain sex. You got hikers.
1: You're having mountain sex. Meanwhile, back at Creative Explorer's place, my foot is falling asleep as he fucks me. And I'm like, ah, competing (laughs) sensations. I don't know what to do. Oh my God, that is
0: amazing. So what, was it like you were doggy style and your foot, you just...
1: I was bent over the bed and he had my legs chained apart. So I wasn't able to really move my, my foot a lot. And you know how when it goes totally dead asleep like you can't even feel it and so I had no problem with it because I know I'm still standing up and I'm getting fucked really good and I don't want to stop it and why would you stop it it's not I'm not in pain or anything but I know that the minute he stops up that sensation is going to come shooting back and I'm going to get the pins and needles like crazy and I'm just not looking forward to it I (laughs) started to get a little distracted so I kind of gave him the the universal body signal for I think I've had enough and uh, I'm like, wow! Foot falling asleep. That's I don't know if that's a good thing or it, if it just happened.
0: He fucked my foot unconscious.
1: <laughs> Is that a thing? No, I don't think. So. I don't want it to be a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kathy, and I almost forgot. You know, because Muse going away. Yes. You know, Muse going away. So I, I said, look, we need to sing a duet for the listeners. Um, you know because you're going away you're not going to be on the show as much she may do she's going to be in med school she's going to be very very busy right so um i said let's sing a duet she's very nervous about singing and but you know she loves the listeners she's been on the show for 5 years since day 1 so so i said just sing a little duet with me and so mew and i sang a duet and it goes like this
2: i'm an evil dog and i go Burke, Burke. I devour human souls. Bake, back, back! I will make you kneel and beg. Bake, back! I will pee right on your leg. Bake, back! I'm an evil
1: dog. Bake, 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 Back bake, bake, God, you wrote a <laughs> jingle called "Evil Dog" so that she could bark on it. That's
0: right. That's my little
1: barky pants. <laughs> you know that there are guys out there who are going to be jacking sure off. they're,
0: they're going to cut. They're going to download it, cut off the end, and while she's just giggling and barking, they're going to be like, "Can you just isolate her tracks and send <laughs> that posted <laughs> on me?" And they're going to be like. Oh. Bark, 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 bark. Uh that life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on that lie.
1: For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. And today I have a post by Morrigan, who wrote what to do when you accidentally hurt someone in BDSM, a brief guide to topping. I you love run that. <laughs> right in the other direction. Run to the hills That is absolutely not what you do. <laughs> that was Run for your
0: life. Come on, Iron Maiden, run to the hills, motherfucker. Oh my I heard someone better run. Okay, no. You don't run. No. Kathy, what do we do?
1: <laughs> not in BDSM. She says, if you play rough, it's almost inevitable. Now, I've managed to rupture a partner's eardrum with a consensual slap that was too close to the ear. I tried to teasingly drag my foot along someone's body and instead ended up hitting the chastity cage so that it pinched sensitive areas. I'm a switch, so not only have I accidentally injured folks, I've been hurt myself. Now, this isn't meant to be an end-all be-all guide, but it's a good start to being a decent human. Number one, notice it. You aren't going to catch every single thing every time, but are you at least familiar enough with your partner to notice if something is wrong? Number two, stop the play. You don't have to wait for the safe word. Sometimes it's hard to evaluate what is hurting and how much in the middle of play. Pause or stop completely and check in with your partner. Number three, apologize. Yes, use your words. You did not mean to hurt your partner in that way. You know it, but they may not. Don't ignore it. Don't pretend that it's okay because it's BDSM. Don't minimize it. And number four, aftercare. Take special care of them. Cuddle them. Love on them. Ask how they are after the fact, a few hours later, the next day. Even if they don't bring it up, don't brush it off or minimize it or pretend it didn't happen. None of this is rocket science. None of this is really that deep or complicated. But the fact is, I've had a serious partner that hurt me and did none of this didn't stop, didn't ask about me after when I shared that I was hurt, and that totally utterly sucked. Don't be that person.
0: I'm thinking back, Kathy.
1: Uh-oh, that's never a good thing.
0: No, it's it's it, it is good. I love this post because it really is uh check your ego at the door kind of situation, which or balance your ego, I think would be more accurate because without some ego You're just not going to be a super aggressive top. You know, there has to be some, I am in charge. I'm going to take control. I am the god. There's a part of that that's hot. But you really do need to balance that with the ego that would stop you from doing what is right and taking care when you fuck up. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I've run into that. I've run into that a number of times, Uh, like the the one scene I stopped with Mew, because my ego was not in check. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then we came into a problem, and my instant reaction was like, fuck your safe word. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, bad boogie. We're just going to stop. Like whatever rule number three that she said.
1: Right, I I think that I love that you bring that up because it, there's no shame in admitting that that's the first instinct that pops into a a head is fuck you I'm the one in charge I mean that uh, there's nothing wrong with that it's what you do after after that thought that is important Yeah, I think that that that's how you feel and then and then the saner part of you takes over
0: Yeah, because no matter what you you have to stop you have to gauge what's going on I've had other things. Other smaller instances that were still like a missed cane strike on the back of the knee, <laughs> which was pretty awful. <laughs> and I'm going to give myself about a C plus on how I handled that. But I there was just I remember that that was a few years ago. And I think that was Mew too. And I just missed I was caning the back of the thighs and I hit the back of the knee like, but, but it wasn't exactly the back of the knee. It was like a, just above it, but it was right on the edge enough to suck and enough to warrant a, a legitimate apology because I fucked up. Right. And I don't n- remember handling that perfectly. Mm. Don't remember that Kathy. Don't re- I remember kind of being like, "No, eh, okay, yeah, it was okay. You know, but there was, it took a few to just be able to say, yeah, yeah, that was that was shitty. Yeah, Sorry.
1: I, I would I think I want to leave. I, I'm being a real asshole. I want to leave you hanging out in the wind like this, so that the listeners know it's only you who fucked up like that. Because I I really don't sure. want to give the story in which I fucked up.
0: <laughs> no, don't do that, Kathy. Just stay pure. We had a good argument in the beginning. Let people <laughs> let people let, let throw me under the. I'm giving you the first time. I'm letting you throw me under the bus.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, now I feel shitty about it, but okay, I'll do it anyway. Good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you aren't going to tell your story.
1: (laughs) Oh, all right. I'll tell the story. I was at a femdom party, and um, there was a guy that I've played with before who was in a room. Um, I wasn't playing with him. He was with maybe three other um, female dominants, and they were wailing on him, and he absolutely was in heaven. And I was looking in, and they invited me in because they know that I've played with this gentleman before. And so I went in there and it had been a few months since I played with him. I think I remembered most of what we had talked about, but in my arrogance, I didn't ask to have my memory refreshed and we started playing and I forgot that he's got issues with his shoulders and he was kind of lying down on this table. I pushed him back because he kept pulling his shoulders off the the table and I pushed him back down really hard and I saw him wince and one of the women says, oh don't forget he's he can't have his shoulders pushed back like that and i was immediately mortified absolutely mortified that i had my i mean my hubris not to ask or be reminded of what his issues were when i knew there were some and i felt the eyes of all the other dominants just on me and i was i felt so horrible and instead of actually apologizing or or saying something, anything, I just moved on with the scene and moved on to another body part. And afterwards, I was just so unhappy with my reaction and how I had dealt with it and thought to myself, this is not who I want to be. Don't let, don't, when, not if you fuck up again, but when you fuck up again, don't be that person ever again.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I would dare to say that just like we have no training, there should be apology training. Yeah, that I, I should think, practice fucking up and how I'm going to handle that and still look cool, but still do what's right. You and know, that, nothing- I think that's
1: the problem is that we want to look cool, and I don't. I don't think I'm exaggerating at all when I say that I don't think there's a person listening to this who has not felt that wave of humiliation, mortification, and embarrassment wash over them in the moment when you realize that you have done something pretty bad and that everybody is watching you. And it is not, it's perfectly normal that your instincts take over in that moment because your mind is trying to protect you. And you you're almost not in, in charge of what's happening because in that moment, just like when we talked about earlier that in that moment, uh, uh, it's not, it's okay for a dominant to say, fuck you. I I'm the one in charge. It's it's that you snap yourself out of it. The same thing happens here. that, that a wave of humiliation that comes over you can be so all encompassing that it takes over your mind and you and starts reacting for you and that's what you want to stop that process where where you're the part of you that has been humiliated or mortified wants to rectify it by being an asshole and takes over so there, there's nothing wrong with feeling that it's but it, it can be, especially when it's very intense. Like in, the, in this in this example that I gave you, there there were so many women who were watching this, and I just felt even more humiliated than I would have if it were just me and him because I knew everybody was watching me. So it can be a very powerful feeling in the moment.
0: I think this discussion is fantastic because now we can address a bigger truth. The The first truth is our instinct is to cover up what we fucked up. But in this whatever community thing that we want to talk about, there is an even bigger truth that if you go into the play scene with that bigger truth arming you, you will handle a situation like this better. And that bigger truth is, in my experience... Those that take responsibility in the moment improve their social standing as opposed to ruin their social standing as a dominant. The people that take responsibility for the accident, the dominant that stops and tells the bottom, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Are you OK? Do you, you, you want to stop or do you want to keep going? Because it was your fuck up and you take responsibility. The bottom now respects you more. If there's other people around and you show that example that in that moment where everyone saw you fuck up, if you take responsibility for it, you now build your reputation among those people as somebody who will take responsibility. And that actually boosts your social standing. That boosts the amount of times that bottom is going to want to play with you again. It boosts the amount of times those people in that room that saw you fuck up but handle it are going to recommend you as a safer player because they know they have seen you fuck up and take responsibility for it. That is actually the bigger truth. If you can carry that into your scene with you, when you fuck up, you will realize that by hiding it, by trying to act cool and pretending it didn't happen, you are ruining your chances with the bottom. You are ruining the trust with your bottom. And if anybody sees you do it, they'll go, Oh, you're one of those. And you will now be talked about as one of those. So I love the fact that we can come. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying, Kathy?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. If you can build up that voice in your head, then it can come to your rescue in the moment when you, when you do some, at that exact moment when you've done that. It's not just going to be the voice in your head that says, cover it up, cover it up. It'll be that voice that says, no, be the bigger person, and you will be valued more for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's a great post. It's, an, it's a difficult topic to discuss. It's a difficult thing to admit to, but important, absolutely important for people to listen to. And this is probably the main focus of our show is what we do when we talk about uncomfortable things and how we fucked up and how you fix it afterwards.
0: Like the argument we had at the beginning? Oh, I conceded to that, didn't I?
1: You did concede. I was shocked. Oh,
0: God, you're going to save this episode, I know.
1: <laughs> I will always point to it and say, episode 257 where Boogie concedes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Dill,
0: Dill, Dill, Dill's got the moves, wearing motherfucking leather paint. He's the god of information! What have you got for us? Wow. Oh my god, Enigma! Enigma! What? are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh my god. We have a celebrity with us. Oh do we? We have we have. it's not John Travolta. It's not Brad Pitt, but it's close! Dell!
3: Yes, I have tighter pants than they do. <laughs>
0: yes. Ooh. We have a reason for that. <laughs>
3: Yes, got got to keep awake with the circulation of just cutting off the privates. Uh, Otherwise, they just go out of control. Um, So, for Discord, we had four new people join us.
0: Congratulations, clap,
3: clap, clap. Yes, no failures this week. So we have over 200 people in the Discord, so get to the shenanigans.
0: We are ready to have an army. We are totally ready for a Discord army that they could like we could like rise up against something 200 is a good army
3: yeah that's a, that's a good militia we can like take over like a dungeon or something
0: like crispy cream donuts or something
3: yeah probably all of the donuts all the sugar you gotta fuel all of that kinky shenanigans.
2: i was thinking it'd be fun to have like a discord orgy with 200 people that that would sound pretty fun
0: oh that would be messy I yeah
2: and all the best ways
0: a discorgy
2: a discorgy <laughs> oh
3: God! All the puns. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like how big the orgies are, like at Burning Man. Like there's the orgy hut. I'm like, I think they cap that at like 20, so we would definitely beat them out in size.
0: Yes, our army will March Dell. Yes, Del, you, you Dell, be a general or something.
3: Yes, and I I declare Mew to be our lieutenant because she will rouse the forces with their drunken bee dickened selves as they were hunting for people. <laughs> <laughs> With her strap on. I heard it was adorable. so Mew came into the Discord. Yeah, she was drunk hitting on anything that had a vagina. Or possibly butts. <laughs> there were butts, but it was like it's like, mm, Miss, I have this strap on and I know how to use it. It's like, do you Mew? That, that 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 sounds hot and amazing, but uh <laughs> pandemics.
2: Yeah, she she even hit on me a little bit. I'm like, mm, I don't think that would be okay,
1: Mew. <laughs>
0: Poor Mew. But you know what? It's good that she is trying. I mean, after all these years, you know, of her being like, I'm not a top. I'm not going to top. I don't want to top. You know, I don't have control of the force. So I don't want to, you know, like, because Mew would be the type of person like Anakin that would literally just snap and, like, wipe out a planet. So that's why she's like, I don't want to top because I don't want to lose my shit and kill someone with a strap on. Um, even though I'm sure a few would like to die that way. Um, so but it is good to see her kind of, you know, even though it was a little drunk, she got in there, tried to do some stuff.
3: Yes. Um, I'm just imagining her with of our first item of them trying to do that with there is now official Pokemon lingerie. Oh
0: my god! Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! This is so is it cute. It? Did you see? I haven't seen pictures of this. Dell, have you seen? Are they actually cute or are they stupid looking?
3: Uh, they're kind of cute. Um, it depends on your def- like. Uh, they have one that's covered in Pokeballs. There's a Sylveon one, that pink Eevee evolution. That is um, pretty cool. There's a Pikachu.
0: There's Jigglypuff. That is that is horrifying. Coming at me with a bunch of little round Jigglypuffs with giant eyeballs. I don't know if that would inspire <laughs> erection. I just think that would be terrifying. I'd be like, ah, take it off! Which is the goal. <laughs> a
3: lot of them are like the artistic, like those Art Deco-like repeated prints. So it's not like you're in a in a Jigglypuff onesie, and you're just a giant ball. It's like, they, they went for subtle. <laughs> Don't terrify me, Dell. I already have a lot of thinking in my head. Okay, I'll try. So, um, yes, I'll try to terrify you less than a local cake vendor, because their little put in a cake for their birthday, which they asked them to write, Happy birthday, Daddy. Get ready to eat this cake like you eat me. <laughs> which is endearing, but I feel bad for the muggle. or I assume the cake person is a muggle.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I I, I shared that. And, yeah, no, I just reading that, I'm like, I want to be at Ralph's when I hand that over to the person and have them get as they're like, oh, oh, you want that? Okay. They also asked for, like, a water spurt
3: emoji
0: and a tongue out. I'm like, mm.
2: <laughs> In all fairness,
0: I have done said perversion and cake making. I went, uh, this was years ago, so uh, now they didn't see the aftermath of the cake, but I did go and I kind of felt the bakery out and started being like, so made some little jokes and then said, hey, is it okay if we put something a little adulty? And and they were like, yeah. And I'm like, hey, Joe, glad the Viagra worked. And then we had (laughs) two pitchers one they took polaroids one i pushed my penis down as far as it would go inside so it looked like it was an inch you know big and then the other polaroid obviously was you know the the fuller action and we put one on one side of the cake and one on the other so when everyone opened it it was at a comedy club and everyone opened it up and they're like ah oh! <laughs> it was awful but they were they had a good sport i think i think people would do it I mean, if you just sprung it on someone, then that's probably kind of tacky or shitty to do. Like, feel your baker out. (laughs) I mean, don't really feel them
3: out. That's probably yeah. Make sure that they consent to being like, yes, I will enable your shenanigans.
0: Yeah, and if not, I'm sure there's plenty of plenty of bakers that do it. And if (laughs)
3: if they won't take you up on it, there's always the option of buying the cake and doing the icing yourself. And the, the the terrible handwriting could be a bit endearing.
0: That's true. Or just get a can of spray
3: paint and a stencil. Mm, they make edible spray paint. There is that. It doesn't taste good. I have it. I had it for a costume. It does not taste good. To cheer up your very sad people, um, roll them up like sushi. So you put them down on a blanket and you roll it up um, vertically. You put the sad little sushi roll onto a sofa and then you dick that sushi good. <laughs> and then they just lie there happy with cum, maybe. <laughs>
0: Dell Muse sent me that meme and it is just as you described it had this sad little girl she was like man her boyfriend rolled her up and fucked her brains out and then she was a happy little sushi uh there are very few memes that get like a real cute laugh out of me and that was adorable do we we have a link for that in Discord? Yes we do okay perfect that's a great that's a great meme. I am kidnapping the devil for a
3: week. Oh, that's right. I don't think they'll be sad. How
0: did you work that out? You get her for a whole week now, not just not a day.
3: Yeah, I get them for a whole week, and it was weekends before, but the whole week they are the birthday devil. It is their birthday today of recording. So, oh, yay. so no, not when you hear this, but it's their birthday, and they're bringing their dogs too. So, um, there might be slightly oh. less shenanigans, but.
0: I get it now. The parents were like, hey, you can go for a week, but you're taking the damn dogs.
3: Oh, no. The dogs was her own, uh, their own decision Um, because we wanted our pets to meet since we were talking of some point of cohabbing. So we kind of want to see how Khaleesi, Ivy, and Claire, the very tiny, like, You can carry it dog. The dog that will end up being 60 pounds and my 20 pound cat. She's actually like 12 pounds, but
0: how they interact. This is you kind of, you know, feeling out the future kind of stuff then. Yeah,
3: I've never actually deliberately cohabbed. I I cohabbed like accidentally when a previous ex got kicked out by their parents for like two or three months. It got to the point of my roommates were like, they need to pay utilities now. Um, But I've not done it deliberately, so we're kind of testing it out and see how it goes. That and I didn't have them last week. I kind of miss them. I want to dick them down. I want to make some happy sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect.
0: Well, I wish you goddamn the best of luck with that, and I'm sure... It'd be awful if the, the, the animals fought, you know, because that's always a bummer. Yeah, um, the small one, we can deal with that. And apparently,
3: um, devil asserts their dominance over ivy by occasionally nipping at them.
0: apparently effective. You and know, when humans bite dogs, it, it kind of freaks them out. They're like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you're not
3: supposed to show dominance. You're supposed to just feed me. Um, we had the pussy snorkel. What is... The pussy snorkel. So, if you've been down in a pussy occasionally and you're quite enthusiastic, your nose is usually pushed against the mound and you can't breathe. Well, this apparatus mm. goes up into your nostrils and it has um, nozzles that go back behind your head, so you can have some fresh air while you're diving. That cat,
0: Dell. This is the greatest invention I think that's ever been invented. I think this is this is not as good as air conditioning, but it's close.
2: And what's what's best is the one the one that I shared is glow in the dark. So you can actually see what you're doing while you're in down there in the cavern.
0: Oh, very I like that. A little yeah. bioluminescence to
3: help you out. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's it's like that the glowfish underwater, but it it's your face <laughs> in the vagina.
0: Yes. I think this is a great I'm literally I mean, if is, so, does it fit flush? Is it does it create like kind of a bump on the mound? Because obviously that's going to be uncomfortable for the person you're going down on. Um,
3: it it does a bit like it's a plastic insert, so it definitely holds open your nostrils. So even if you're like pushed up against okay. it, it's not going to like compress and like close your nose off. So you you'll still be able to breathe. But it's not like hard metal; it's plastic. Is it expensive? Nineteen bucks.
0: That's not bad. That might actually be worth a try.
3: Yeah, it's about the price of, like, a normal kid's one, so yeah. What? It's the cost of a normal snorkel, basically.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to say, maybe we shouldn't say the normal kid's one and pussy-eating snorkel in the same thing. But that's just me. I'll take your,
3: (laughs) your hint under advice. Yes, for other pervertibles that are poorly named, or should be poorly named, there are these little meatballs, but they called them hot dog balls because they're like the kind of meat that are in meatballs. But recommendations from the internet said they really should just be called just the tip.
0: Now this, I saw this picture! It was like a bag of hot dogs except they made them into balls. Like, I guess you're supposed to be able to pick them up with your fingers. Kind of like weenie tots except they're literally shaped like balls. And it's called hot dog balls which is a hysterical name that should never have passed any sort of board of advertising. Yeah,
3: they could have chosen a better name, but mm, I'm not sure what else they would go for. It's like meatballs? I do like just uh, the tips. Yeah, um, those are usually the bits on the hot dogs that I don't like because they usually get like more burnt or fried than the rest of the hot dog.
0: Hmm, I don't know.
3: On marketing... An effective version of a mask It is covered with cartoon penises And it lets Others know of if you can see That it's a penis you're too close
0: Ah I get it That's like a little social distancing Gimmick kind of thing
3: Yep or if you're like an embarrassed Type you'll make sure to stay away Because you don't want people to realize they're penises So
0: and they're hanging out With somebody with dicks on their face I get it yep and then for our final item of
3: random animal facts that I pulled from the nether. Banana slug penises. Multiple facts about these. One, their human length of approximately six to eight inches. Two, they come out of the slug's head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dickhead. Uh, it's too easy. How big are the slugs normally? That they're... it has a six inch t- junk.
3: They're about six or eight inches, so it's the entire length, and it will just come out of their body. Um, Wow, out of their head. Yep, out of their head, so they'll just look like like they're 69ing, but no, they're not. Um, (laughs) God. And then the third terrifying of, because they're so long and unwieldy, they'll occasionally get stuck in the other slug, and when that happens, the other slug will eat the penis.
0: Ah! No! It's not fatal, it's fine No, what do you mean it's not fatal? That's non-consensual trance Does it grow back? it, It
3: might Yeah I'll have to check it up on da-
0: that. That's an, that's an important factoid to know, Dell. <laughs> Did I just non-consensually have a sex change? Like, what's going on? I mean, it's bad enough when a praying mantis eats my fucking head or a black widow eats me altogether, but now I got some slug going, ah, that's too much for me. I'm going to eat your dick that's growing out of your head. No. Bad. Bad animal fact. <laughs> <laughs>
2: zebra is not eating slug penises
0: yeah I like the cheetah I like the cheetah bark you did last week where you can be like hey and she gets wet and wants to fuck you I'm terrified (laughs) don't eat my penis I need that (laughs)
3: You're glad to be a vertebrate right now, aren't you?
0: Jesus Christ, slugs are! I out of all the well,
3: specifically not a hyena because you know the hyena boys get dicked down by the lady
0: hyenas, right? You know this. Wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait! Oh yeah, isn't that the 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 females like have some like super dick sized clitoris?
3: Yeah, they and they, they have th- a penis sized clitoris and they will dom down
0: on the boys. And just fuck him in the... I mean, but if that's your jam, I mean, thank you, mistress. You know, that's efficient.
3: Yeah, it's quite nice. It just... Then the reverse terrifying of occasionally um, it destroys said penis when they have birth. Or clitoris. So, So, yeah. Not as fun later.
0: You know, there are always risks in the animal kingdom with your sexuality. I am now noticing, thanks to Del. (laughs) I just never pictured a slug. You know, you think slug flopping around. I never figured they were psychotic fucking junk eaters. <laughs> I'm terrified. That's what we're going to end on?
3: Terror? It's appropriate for the times.
0: I need a hug. I need a hug. Leave my slug alone. goddammit! it. I just started using it again. And how hungry do you have to be to eat an entire fucking slug length sized penis?
3: When it gets stuck and then you have
2: to, otherwise you die.
0: Can't you just like, you know, fart out some lube or something?
2: <laughs> I mean I know animal penises are a delicacy in some countries, so they're not Enigma, only...
0: that's what that's what you have to add to this conversation. <laughs> that's what you bring to the table.
2: I mean, I I'm I'm in a very international mood today, apparently, so
0: You just leave penises out of the digestive tract. <laughs> Fine. Well, thank you so much, Dell. You're welcome. Suck on my man nipples, you're gonna get an earful. Ghost topics better than sodomizing a werewolf. Oh. oh my god, I am so excited. Kirai, are you there? I am here. Oh my god. Perverted Podcast listeners, this is an exciting time. As we explore this whole Zencaster reaching out to the world, we can now do things. And one of the things that I've been really passionate about learning about that I haven't had as much time for is erotic hypnosis. And Mew has brought us an amazing person who I've had some really good conversations with. Her name is Kirai. And you are an erotic hypnosis person.
4: I am. I've been into the hypnosis scene for about 10 years. And interesting fact, I didn't start out that way. I had no interest in hypnosis, actually. Um, Until I started going to events because of my ex. And then I also wasn't interested in it. Because it was just about inductions and how to do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Until... One person gave a presentation, and they said this one line that changed my mind forever. And that is, in hypnosis, you can make your partner feel like they're a pegasus, and that you're a griffin, and you're fucking midair. And that opened my mind to the possibilities of, you can do anything with hypnosis, if you want to. And it can be that is, as silly as you want it to be.
0: That is amazing. That is exactly the type of person that I've been looking for to help us in Perverted Podcast Land journey into this amazing field of the mind. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. I think the reason that we can have this conversation now is because... Our culture has gotten kind of over the whole hypnosis being some guy with a little watch waving it in front of your face and making everyone talk like a chicken or do something stupid and humiliating, and then we all laugh about it. I think we're now at the point to where we're finding out this is actually a process of the brain, how it interprets life going into trance there's so many excuses I mean all my reading on neurotic hypnosis they all start out with if you've read a good book you know what a trance is if you've seen a great movie that has dragged you in you know what a trance is so can you talk a little bit about
4: what hypnosis is absolutely and you're absolutely correct um the act of being really involved in a conversation even if you're talking very intensely your focus is changes. You aren't focusing around what is around you. You're focusing on that person. And that's a huge part of hypnosis is that it's a state of high focus, a state of relaxation generally and focus. When you are doing hypnosis, a good rule of thumb is all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And that means it's very similar to meditation. And also that means that you have control There's never a time in which you are out of complete control because you are allowing someone to, you know, kind of guide the reins for a little while. You have to want to do it. Um, You're in this state of high focus. Everyone's done it actually your brain patterns change, which I've actually seen very specifically because I have a pair of Nekomimi ears that have brainwave function. (laughs) And when I was put into... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love those things. They're very fun. Um, When I was put into trance, they drooped automatically. (laughs) So yes, your brainwaves actually change when you are in hypnosis.
0: Now, so we talk about meditation and we talk about how the brain works and that the brain waves change and things like that during a trance. What would be the personal benefits of going into trance for someone like you or somebody that's interested in hypnosis?
4: Right. One thing to preface this with is that you should not be a therapist when you're doing erotic hypnosis. You don't have the training. Don't do that. However, you can mitigate anxiety pretty well. Uh, I've used self-hypnosis and had other people hypnotize me when I'm really anxious, and it kind of helps center me. Very similar to mindfulness or meditation. They're very interconnected. Um, There's actually a lot of research about pain and being able to mitigate pain with hypnosis. There are people who have given birth with just hypnosis instead of epidurals. Um, and That won't always work, but I know someone who manages her back pain with her partner has a uh, hand-warming trigger, and he puts that against her back.
0: So now when you say hand-warming trigger, you don't mean an actual device. You mean that they have uh, something in place where he puts his hand on her.
4: Exactly. It's um, really fascinating. Triggers are a after-hypnotic uh, word or touch or phrase or snap that when you are out of the hypnotic tr- trance, The memory will connect to the act or the word, and you will be able to feel that effect when that comes into play.
0: So, in other words, Pavlov's dog classical conditioning.
4: It it enhances classical conditioning a lot.
0: So now that I have... Uh, an association in my mind with a certain activity. And of course, this obviously has uh, huge, uh, (laughs) wonderful things that can be done erotically with these types of triggers. Um, Your brain now associates uh, certain words, certain pictures, and uh, ideas as that trigger.
4: Absolutely. In fact, you do this without hypnosis too, Way before I was into hypnosis, I accidentally gave myself an orgasm trigger. Like, when someone said, come, I would come. And obviously, it's certain situations, certain people, but...
2: How does yeah. that happen
0: accidentally, by the way? <laughs> Can you just tell me, like, you just watch someone, you just walking down the street, and you just saw a restaurant sign that just said, come on in! And you're just like, <sighs>
4: whoa! Oh, fuck! hash <laughs> Browns! Oh, yeah, definitely. Is that how it happens
0: accidentally?
4: Uh, no, more of conditioning over a long period of time with playing with partners who would use an orgasm, like, would conditioning the word come with orgasm, not just seeing a sign, thankfully.
0: So you just, you can now do that on a regular basis with partners? Absolutely. Is it still dependent on the partner, or can I now be a total pervert and just, and just say something dirty to you and and you'll come for me?
4: Probably not on live cast. Damn it! But it it does depend on partner a little bit. uh, And also state of mind. Like, your mind sets up safeguards of when things are appropriate.
0: So it's not like a Manchurian candidate thing?
4: Yeah, you can't do it at any time. You aren't going to be, you know, changed over when someone says, the Russian safe word, you know, opposite of a safe word. That
0: is amazing. If it would work like that, I've been, I've been trying. I've been trying for years. I just walk up to random people and I'm like, "Come." Yep. I have been arrested multiple times, but I have mm. not really ever made anyone come. It's kind of horrible.
4: Can they really arrest you for going up and telling people to come? You're just saying one word. It seems like you just walk Look, away dejectedly.
0: You don't know. You don't know the cops out here. <laughs> They're very uppity about that kind of stuff.
4: <laughs> no orgasms <Okay>. for everyone.
0: <laughs> yes. Because they're jealous because they, everyone wants to do it. Like who wouldn't want to be able to have that power? I mean, that's a pretty cool superpower just to be able to be like I like effortless and lazy. I could just literally be like you're done. I'm going to make you come 18 times and then still be able to eat a sandwich.
4: I mean, that is the epitome of hypnosis of being a lazy dom and being able to do things just by saying them right like you can force choke someone just by holding your hand in a certain way and they just feel it which i didn't think would work until i went to a class on it and that had been when i was already eight years in i was like that seems a little too far-fetched
0: but it worked
4: but it worked um And you can do just the stupidest things. You know, I changed tickling to a sense of pleasure, so you can tickle someone to orgasm. Just absolute nonsense.
0: That is yay, yay, yay. I'm like all excited. Because I tried this. I started journeying down the road of erotic hypnosis because, of course, for people in the BDSM kink uh, lifestyle... This all makes a lot of sense because we're very used to power exchange already. So hypnosis is just that next level of allowing someone into your mind and giving that trust and control. And something that I definitely wanted to to, to talk about is the risks. That are involved with this type of play because everyone like we've made little jokes about going in and being like, oh, yeah, I can make her come and do all this stuff. And but there are severe risks involved in somebody trusting you into their mind.
4: Absolutely. It is a little bit less risky than people would make it out to be. I mean, a lot less risky initially because your brain has safeguards as much as right. There's the idea of hypnosis being a, oh, I'm going to take over your mind and completely control you. There is a bit of risk in terms of long-term effects if someone does continuously take over control and that that person is not trustworthy and they continually alter you.
0: So also we experience, uh, as far as things like aftercare and people not being there, like say somebody you bring someone into trance and they have a cathartic experience or something during the trance and then you're not there to take care of them, that can cause a lot of damage too.
4: Right. There's That is called an ab reaction in hypnosis generally, if something goes wrong. Now this is important for you know any dominant to be able to accept that they did something wrong and deal with it. And that's the case for everything hypnosis is just a little bit more you might touch on something that's very deeply personal especially if you're doing cake um you can do if you're doing regression type stuff that could really trigger some intense app reactions and you need to be able to be there and accept uh, accept the fact that you did something wrong and be able to ask that person what to do to move forward and also comfort them in their time of stress.
0: And a lot of that can be taken care of in your basic negotiation. You wouldn't just go into something where you're playing with your mind. The same as humiliation or any type of intense impact, there would be a negotiation that takes place between all parties first and part of that is risk assessment where you go okay say we're having a great time and and we're doing all these dirty things and then we hit some sort of trigger from your childhood or an abusive past or something like that what is our plan of action um because that's that's where people get screwed up the most is they just literally expect everything to be okay
4: right i mean of course that comes with the negotiation of knowing what to do in that moment. You need to talk to your partner about uh, if something goes wrong what are we going to do? You know, the risk-aware consensual kink. You need to be aware of the risk of app reaction and be able to take care of it. If someone needs extra affection, if someone needs you to talk them through it, um, you need to be able to be there for them to do that. One of the biggest problems in the hypnosis community i guess you know it's a lot of long-term ds relationships is the biggest issue is if that ends and if you have triggers set up to that person and that is something you'd kind of need to have a conversation about early on if you're doing a long-term relationship is that you need to know what's going to happen if there's a breakup because you can get very very attached to certain words or things or you know that person telling you to come and you have to undo that at the end if there is an end
0: it's amazing how many of the things that you're talking about in hypnosis and erotic hypnosis are also the same for a daddy little girl relationship mommy boy whatever um, a master slave relationship, anything where somebody is giving up that power exchange for a long period of time, there's got to be an exit strategy. Because what happens when the master dies? What happens when she has a heart attack and can't all of us, and there's all of this stuff that needs to be done? These are things you have to kind of think about responsibly. Uh, it's kind of like your prenuptial of uh, mind play.
4: Absolutely. I mean, hypnosis if you're using it in an erotic context is really just taking that power exchange and enhancing it even more because in that state you feel like you are completely being controlled. You can at least if that's what you're going for. That hypnosis really links you to this deep primal sense of subspace very quickly and things can become very automatic if you uh, do enough hypnosis play, enough triggers.
0: Kirai, what would be some practical applications if our Perverted Podcast listeners are curious about starting or investigating this, this field of thought?
4: Alright, so, you're going to want to learn an induction. An induction is how you put someone into trance that is the biggest thing you're going to need to know how to put someone into trance the good thing is that you don't have to wor- be worried about being stuck in trance it's pretty easy to get someone out of trance you tell them to come out of trance on the count of five or you can do other things But that's the easiest it's, you know, d- just come out come on come on come back um
0: can you use a finger in the butthole to get him out
4: If you wanted to, but you would really have to negotiate that first.
0: Just like Pook, you're out. Come back to me. Boop, come. (laughs) See, I get everyone doing the boop thing. That's what. That's 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 the sound it makes.
4: Boop. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, so that's important. Uh, you want to know what you want to do in trance? There's, I mean, first off, induction is important. Uh, and the way you tell someone's under is their eyes are fluttering, they're slumping, their eyes glaze over. Uh, a lot of things that are common in doing hypnosis are erotic hypnosis, specifically, are uh, pleasure orgasm trigger. You can ask someone on a level of 1 to 10, what how much pleasure are you feeling right now? How sensitive do you feel? And you just crank that up. You just be like, okay, now it's at an 8. And then you Mm. run your fingers over them, play with them, and that's super fun. You can also do sensation play, make them feel different sensations. It enhances power play, as I mentioned. You can do hypnotic bondage, which is, again, a great lazy dom thing. Uh, Just be like, eh, you're tied up now. Uh, (laughs) Can't move. Perfect. Uh, There's also amnesia things, which are kind of interesting, but also you really need to be able to do amnesia i know i'm not i know a lot of people can't but it can be really fun to just fuck with people by you know you don't remember what this was i i had that control over you you know um my book that i suggest is mind play a guide to erotic hypnosis by mark Wiseman. mark Wiseman teaches the teachers and he's an amazing teacher Uh, There's also, I would suggest looking at the FetLife Erotic Hypnosis uh, links to different things because I can't give you a specific website. There's just a bunch of them that you can look at.
0: So, and if people want to get a hold of you, is it okay if they ask you questions on FetLife?
4: Absolutely. Um, I am uh, K-I-R-A-E, Kirai on FetLife. I love talking about hypnosis. It's fun.
0: Kara, I thank you so much for coming and giving us some basics. Hopefully, this is going to be a lot of stuff for our, our listeners. While people are isolated and at home, you know, our whole goal is to give people new things to discover and explore and hopefully be able to enjoy and find some benefit with. And hopefully hypnosis and erotic hypnosis is going to be something exciting for some of our Perverted Podcast listeners to try. Thank you so much for joining us today.
4: Absolutely. And it's the perfect thing to do in isolation because you can make a brain dungeon in someone's mind and play with them from across the country.
0: Amazing. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next time.
4: See you.
1: Bye.
0: And now for the end of the show
1: (laughs) yay and that's the end of show 257 thanks so much for listening you guys and for putting up for Boogie and I when we sit there arguing and yelling at each other at the top of the show don't forget to write us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com send us your questions I am fast running out of things to discuss on the show we frankly don't care what you write to us whether it's a question or a comment we are such whores we will read anything you send us Uh, And don't forget to support us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. If you think the show has any value, just take a look over there and see what the rest of the gang is writing. And who knows, you might want to support and give your five bucks a month if you give a fuck. Yay. That's the end of the show, Boogie.
0: Absolutely and once again Thank you so much to our glorious sponsor Headley and all of our Patreon listeners You guys are really keeping us afloat I know Kathy just said all that but I just Wanted to throw in that I agree and Concur with her (laughs) that it is Wonderful if you cannot afford To support us that is absolutely Okay I want you here Listening Kathy wants you here listening Don't take that as a guilt trip but It has been uh, amazingly Supportive in a real hard Time for us uh, keeping us afloat like like that. Also, those of you that want to be on the show, I have a questionnaire for you to fill out. I will email to you. Email us at at gmail.com and say, Yes, I would love to be a listener on the show. And just you and I will do a little talk about one of your kinky stories or some idea you have about kink. And we can do it. We've done it on the show. I need you guys to reach out to me so we can do that. And we will see you guys next week on show two fifty eight. <laughs> I was drunk and she was fine It seemed like a good idea at the time So I took her into that room And we made sweet, passionate whoopee The door flew open and my fuckmate screamed The dude in the door was big and mean And clarity immediately returned to me As I dove right out the window Now I am running for my life Cause my boss is a mobster and I just fucked his wife. Let's backtrack a little bit. I was out of work and needed cash, so I took this gig running Coke and hash. With only a few stipulations attached, keep your mouth shut and don't ever cross the boss. My boss was named Tony the Knife, and he had this habit of taking lives. So apparently it comes as no surprise, good Tony is mildly possessive. So now I am running for my life, cause my boss is a mobster and I just fucked his wife. Somebody coming to come to put a bullet in my head somebody coming to come to put a rope around my neck somebody coming to coming to put my legs in cement and throw me in the river Please please give me a place to hide cause my boss is a mobster and I just blocked his wife So here's what happened. I ran through the city in great despair, but the mobs got connections everywhere. Every time I hit, some son of a bitch would scream, Hey, Tony, he's right here. Tony finally caught me, and he looked me in the eye, and he whispered, I'm going to enjoy watching you die. But just before I felt Tony's blade inside, a small, loose part from a low-budget Chinese satellite burned through the atmospheres at mock speeds and killed Tony right in front of me. Please, please take my good advice. If your boss is a mobster, don't ever fuck his wife. Don't ever fuck his wife. Thank you, China, for saving my
2: life. (laughs)